Today's uh, topic will be COVID-19 and the image of the beast, uh, Daniel chapter 3. I wrote on Facebook earlier this week, I said, it's shocking to see how quickly people conform to unlawful government orders based off of lies, deceit, and fear-mongering. Um, and after what we're witnessing today, it's not too hard uh, to understand how most of the world will be duped into worshiping the false messiah and take false messiah or the antichrist and take the uh, number of the beast, uh, take the mark and the number of the beast. And you can find that. We're actually going to read a little bit, uh, read a few of those scriptures uh, related to that. But, um, you know, like I said earlier when we were just talking, you know, for a couple weeks there when they said, well, we just need to flatten the curve. Um, you know, so all the hospitals can be ready so that if a lot of sick people come in there at once, we, we have enough ventilators and all these things to take care of them. But then as we, as things keep going on and on, they keep extending it with no end in sight. And now we're thinking, well, maybe this isn't really just about flattening the curve because we've already done that. You know, what, what's going on here? Um, I think there's a number of different things in play. I think there are people with an agenda to try and purposely crash our economy for political gain. Um, we also know there are many prophecies in the book of Revelation that must come to pass, and sometimes there's trial runs of how, of, uh, that they use to see how willingly people are to submit to unlawful government authority and things like that. Um, I was actually going to be speaking at the, uh, the Capitol, at the Capitol steps today, but uh, we weren't able to get the logistics put together for that, so I was going to give a different message that was going to be uh, pretty similar to this one today. Um, but we, we're actually going line by line through the book of Daniel. We just started it. Last week we did chapter 1 and 2. And uh, chapter 3 just happens to fit you know, really nicely with what's going on today. So there, in other words, there are many lessons in Daniel chapter 3 that apply to the current events that we're seeing. Um, but uh, so, um, and you're gonna see why in a little bit. You'll see why I say that. But I first wanna set the stage by going to the book of Revelation 13 to read a few verses when we're talking about this image of the beast. What is it? You know, and um, am I saying that, uh, first off, I'm not saying that COVID 19 is the image of the beast. There's gonna be a, a little bit of a lesson here though with what we're seeing and how easily people believe lies, um, believe, uh, you know, we have the facts out on COVID-19 right now, and I think my wife has done a bunch of research on it. It's, it's basically your chances of dying from it, the average person's chances of dying from COVID-19 is 0. .00 something percent, right? Less than a half of a percent. So this isn't a real pandemic in the sense of what a pandemic would be. This isn't the Black Death of, uh, you know, that happened in Europe where a third or half of the population uh, was killed. So, um, but yet the government is treating it as though it is. Now, if it really was, hey, I'd be more than happy to... Uh, to, you know, not have uh, large church services, okay? But the thing is, is the church and the, and the businesses and, uh, and everybody else should be, allowed to should be allowed to decide for themselves how they want to keep themselves safe. We don't need government edicts. We don't need all these different uh, restrictions and so forth. Um, 
Uh, we talked, uh, somebody talked about it earlier. The governor of South Dakota hasn't done any of those things. They have less numbers than we do. Well, yeah, they might have, we might have, a, you know, Minneapolis-St. Paul might be a bigger city and so forth. But nevertheless, the sky is not falling in South Dakota. Okay, when things like this come around, we the people should be responsible enough to know how not to spread it. If things start spreading in your, in your city, your area, then you take measures in your area. But you don't, uh, we're not all New York City. You know, and they're treating us all like we're New York City, living on top of each other everywhere. And if New York City has all these deaths, then they figure, well, everybody else gotta gotta uh, uh, follow, you know, certain guidelines that they're under, and that that's crazy. There's not a one size fits all. Anyways, enough of that introduction. I'm going to read some scriptures from Revelation 13 here. Uh, verse 14 of Revelation 13, it's talking about the the coming of the Antichrist, and it says, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Okay, So, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people just submit without even anything supernatural shown to them. When the Antichrist comes, he's going to be able to perform miracles, do all kinds of amazing things, and, um, and you can see why most of the world is going to end up worshiping him. Now, I'm not going to go into this in, in great depth, but uh, it says there was a wound that this beast, which is the Antichrist and his system, a, a world government, had a wound by a sword and did live. Well, since the coming of, all the way up until uh, from Daniel's time, even before, all the way up to the time of Jesus Christ, you had these pagan world empires is what they were called. Uh, you had Egypt, you had Babylon, you had Assyria, you had uh, Medo-Persia, you had Greece, and then you had Rome. So all, basically all throughout world history, the pagans uh, uh, controlled the world politically as well as religiously. But when Jesus came and, t and, and spread the message of the gospel of the kingdom, the pagans lost their world dominion, okay? It doesn't mean that there aren't still pagan nations and, and things like that, but they never have had complete control over the world like they did before with their super one-world governments. Um, there were one-world governments in the past. Uh, there just hasn't been in a, in a long time, and that's because of Christianity. Christianity has been the only thing that's been standing in the way of uh, worldwide tyrannies by these types of people. Um, and, and why I mention that, it says it had a wound by a sword and did, and did live. So I, this is my opinion. I think for 2,000 years approximately, this beast has been laying wounded, and now it wants to come back to life. And that's why you hear so many people talk about, you hear globalism all the time. You hear uh, people talk about our presidents in the past, uh, George W. Bush, H.W. Bush said that uh, we're working to build a new world order and things like that. Um, that. That's what we're talking about. When we're talking about this beast, we're talking about a one world political system. Um, <clears throat> all right. So eventually it comes back alive even though it, it received a wound. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be Killed. In other words, hey, you worship this image or you die. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's amazing today. It's like you wear a mask today 
um, or else you're killing somebody. You know, you can see the same fear tactics, okay? Now, I'm not saying wearing a mask is the mark of the beast or you're going to hell for wearing a mask. If you feel comfortable wearing a mask because you have uh, health conditions and you don't want to compromise yourself, that's totally fine. But what I'm saying is that, um, well, the governor even admitted it, that wearing a mask really isn't helping prevent the spread of COVID-19. He even admitted it's more, a, it's a fear tactic to get everybody to submit, to get everybody to stay home and really think that, because when everybody walks around and they see people with masks on, you think, this is serious, man. This is really going on. It's like, you're, you're thinking that this is one of the plagues written about in the Bible and everybody's going to die tomorrow practically when you start seeing that, you know. So it, it, it is a, it is a, a fear tactic. So what do you think is going to happen when the Antichrist comes? He's going to have miracles, but if you resist... There's going to be fear tact. The fear is, hey, if you don't bow down to the image of the beast, if you don't partake with the rest of us, you're going you're, you're gonna to die. Verse 16, and he causeth all, okay, not just some, not just some devil worshipers sitting in some, uh, you know, out in the woods uh, worshiping the, the skull of some uh, goat or something like that. This is talking about those, most people even that claim that they're Christians. Uh, that, I know that sounds surprising. But that's because most Christians don't actually study their Bibles. They, they go and they listen to a pastor give a sermon, a feel-good sermon about um, something related to, you know, everybody should just love each other. And, you know, basically, basically you leave and, you, and that's what you're thinking. We should just be nice people and, and love people. Um, I won't go down that tangent, but uh, anyways. And he calls it all both small and great rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, okay? Nobody escapes. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. You, you have to take this. At, uh, that's what the command will be. That's what the government edict will be. You, you must submit or else. Um, I, now, I don't know exactly what this mark of the beast is, uh, but what's important is whatever it is, it will be noticed by others if you have it, because otherwise you wouldn't, uh, it's going to say here you can't buy or sell with, without taking it. Other people will know that you have or haven't worshipped the Antichrist to receive it. Um, so it'll be something that is, I believe, that has to be recognizable, or at least people know if you have it or not, uh, if you want to buy or sell. Now, now, now this is a, a little bit of conditioning going on here. You can't even go into Menards now without wearing a mask. So, I'm not, and I'm, again, I'm not saying the mask is the mark of the beast, but I'm saying the mentality is when they start pushing this narrative, uh, you could, when, they, when people push a false narrative and everybody just starts complying to it, uh, complying with it because they want to be able to buy and sell and so forth. You can see how, uh, you know, well, I'll just say it this way. Look at how fast our lives change overnight with, with this COVID-19. Everybody was going about doing their normal uh, life, you know, participating in their sports, their activities, going to concerts, whatever, and all of a sudden, our life changed like that. So a lot of people think, well, this will never happen. You, this is never going to happen, not in our lifetime. But then, you know, if you look back to uh, two months ago, if I, if I, or what is it, has it been more than two months ago? About two months ago, if I would have said all the businesses and all the stores are going to be shut down and you have to wear a mask everywhere, people would say, you're crazy. It's never going to happen in America. No way. 
Okay, so we've got to get that out of our minds. We've been given a warning that, yes, things can change on a dime. It could change tonight. Uh, something major could happen. Or they could say something major is really happening when, when it's not. Um, anyways, verse 17. And that no man by, might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, there's three things there. I'm not going to go into these today. I'm actually publishing a book uh, this August that's going to go more in-depth on uh, some of these parts, uh, particularly the number of the beast, okay? Many people know, you know, that's 666, but there's a lot of crazy stuff written about it, but there's also a lot of deep truth that uh, Christians should know if we want to overcome these things. So, so the mark, the name, and the number are, are things that the Antichrist is going to want to force on us somehow. Now check this out, verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count or compute the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6. Or this is the number of the Antichrist, uh, 666. Again, I'm not going to go too much in, in detail on that. I just want to point out that what we're going to read about in Revela or Daniel chapter 3 ties into what we see here in the book of Revelation. Uh, we're going to see an image made to uh, a certain government official or a certain government in Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to see how God's people respond to that. Um, let me see here. Okay. All right, let's turn over, turn over to Daniel 3, and we'll, this is the chapter we'll be going through here. Uh, Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, and it reads, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, this is the Babylonian king that had conquered uh, God's people, um, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits, and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Okay, Now this Babylon is uh, in history. This pagan world empire is a type of the new world order that is arising today. It's a type of all those people that believe in globalism, all those people working behind the scenes trying to build a super one world government. This Babylon was a type of what? is going on today and what we will see. So anyways, he, he makes this image, this golden image, and doesn't really say what the image was of. There's a lot of speculation about that. All we know that it was made of gold, and it was 60 cubits tall and 6 cubits wide. Okay, Remember in the book of Revelation, we read about uh, the number of the beasts was 666. Well, here we have 60, the height, and by six, so you have 60 and six. You have part of that number of the beast right there, which is interesting. Um, and, you know, if we get one more six somehow out of this, we're going to, we'll get the mysterious number of the beast, 666. So in other words, I mean, this, you know, the Bible is written in such a way that it interprets, it, the Bible interprets itself. Um, sometimes in the New Testament we'll be given a prophecy about something and we're not given a lot of details about it. But if you go back to the Old Testament, the details are hidden there in prophetic or historical types. Um, anyways, uh, but so this image is about 100 feet tall by 10 feet wide. So it doesn't appear as though this would be an image like, like a man, uh, like a golden image of like, a, like what you think of people worshiping idols. Um, what this appears to be 
is either an, um, a, what do you call those things, an obelisk or an Asherah. And it was probably more like an Asherah. I don't really want to go into what an Asherah is, but if you look at the dimensions, it's tall and it's not real wide. So it's, uh, uh, I'll just say it, it, is, it is the male sexual organ, probably is what this was. Um, and this was found throughout history uh, among the pagans. They, they worshiped the, you know, these, these grotesque symbols. Um, and, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it too much. But, hey, you know, I will say this. It's almost being worshiped today, and I didn't even think, plan to say this. It's being worshiped today, and we don't even realize it. Homosexuality is the worship of, in a sense here, the male sexual organ. Okay? Um, People, today, today we're being forced to submit to that. Now that's even worse than probably the COVID-19 stuff going on. If you accept that uh, as a normal and uh, accepted lifestyle, then you, maybe you already have the mark of the beast in a sense. Um, it, it really doesn't matter if you have the mark of the beast or not, because if you, do the, if, if you accept that, um, it's, it's not going to lead you to the pearly gates, all right? <laughs> um, so regardless of, uh, regardless, this, this image here should make us think of the time when the image of the Antichrist will be set up. Um, and as many as would not worship that, that image, uh, the Antichrist says, you will be killed. Uh, verse 2, then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to, uh, sent to gather together the princes. Now check this out. Sent to gather the princes, the governors... The captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. So Nebuchadnezzar, this king of Babylon, he gets every government official to fall in line uh, with, with uh, this ceremony here. Then, verse 3, then the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So what we see here, these guys are all conforming. The sheriffs, the governors, the princes, this is all, these are all your rulers. They're all just going along with this. Okay, we'll come, we'll, we'll do this. Um, you know, and it, there's just no resistance whatsoever to this. We don't see any resistance. And it sounds like a, a, a lot of, it sounds a lot like what's going on today. Um, besides, somebody mentioned earlier, and I think I mentioned it once already, but the, the governor of South Dakota. She refused to go along with any stay-at-home orders, okay? So, again, I'm not saying that the COVID-19 is the worshiping the Antichrist if you submit, but what I'm saying is that kind of submission, that blind submission, will lead to the blind submission of worshiping the Antichrist when he comes. If you believe every single lie that the mainstream uh, news media puts out there, um, the fake news media, as well as the so-called experts like Fauci, who has a million uh, conflicts of interest in, uh, in, with vaccines and all this kind of stuff. He, he stands to make a lot of money out of this being a real thing and everybody being fearful. I'm not going to go into those details, but um, I think 
if we get through this and we get through this okay, and let's say the Antichrist doesn't come soon, um, which very well, very well may happen, uh, we might be looking back at this period of time as one of the biggest hoaxes that has ever been perpetrated upon the American people. Um, I know that, that might sound crazy, but uh, it usually takes some time before people look back and see, why did we ever submit to that? This was crazy. This was, it was absurd. Okay, um, so the governor of South Dakota didn't go along, uh, didn't, didn't go along with what was going on. Uh, we see here all the governors were, um, and even the sheriffs. Um, so, you know, it's obvious here, Nebuchadnezzar is commanding the people to submit to an unlawful order. Okay, um, the, and the people should have all stood together and rejected it, you know. Uh, obviously, God forbids the worship of idols. It doesn't matter. You know, if the government tells us today that we must worship an idol, I hope you don't think, well, I'm, I'm going to go to jail if I don't, so I better do it. You know what I mean? There, there comes a point where Christians are to disobey, disobey civil law. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, I'll just mention it right now. When, when the church is commanded, when the government tells the church that they can only let so many people into their church or they can't have their doors open, that right there is the line that's been crossed. The government should have no, you know, you hear a lot about separation of church and state. Well, what that was always all about, it wasn't that Christians shouldn't be in government. It was that the government should never tell the church what to do. They're, they're supposed to be separate in that way. In other words, the state should never control the church. And right now, the state's controlling the church. And the church just lets it happen. In fact, some of them think this is, this is great. Now, for a while, I thought, well, maybe this is a, a good thing, a little Sabbath and a little wake-up call. But then after time goes on and I realize that we're being lied to, now, it's not such a good thing. The, every day that goes by and the church says, okay, we'll keep our doors shut, is another day that they're submitting to the state. They're submitting to the state rather than to God. Um, and uh, obviously a lot of them do it because they think they're trying to save people from getting this and dying and, uh, and so forth. But if they just told the people, hey, there's this virus going around. If you come here, there's a chance you could get it. So you decide if you want to come here or not. That's how it should have always been from the beginning. It's how it's always been with every flu outbreak. Um, anyways, so the state, uh, or the, you know, well, I'll just say, I'll say it this way. The state or the government has commanded churches to be closed while allowing Walmart, liquor stores, and abortion clinics to remain open. I mean, that's crazy. This has never happened before. And the church, the mainstream church is basically silent when it comes to this. Just like they were back here. It's always been that way. Um, and, um. Anyways, I'll just throw in one more thought for some of you guys that uh, study this a little bit deeper. Really what this idol symbolizes, this was an idol that, uh, that Nebuchadnezzar made for the people to worship. It really symbolizes the worship of the state, the worship of the government, instead of the worship of God. Um, and we see that, we see examples of that in history, communism, socialism, any form of statism, that's all 
worship of the state. That's where you think the state's your daddy. He's going to take care of you, give you your, your, you know, your allowance. Uh, we just got, what, 1500 per person and whatever else out of this deal. Um, it's, it's when you put your trust in a government rather than putting your trust in God. And that goes completely against America's model, one nation under God. It's not uh, God is under the authority of the governors or even the president or whoever. It's the nation's supposed to be under the authority of God. Um, the whole world is whether they want to um, accept that or not. Verse 4, then in Herald, now check this out, then in Herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and language. This is a command, an edict issued by this Herald to the entire world. Um, and uh, I'm just going to stop for one second and, and say something here. You know, um, that, well, this isn't happening today, right? An edict isn't being issued to the entire world. This is just our governors. That's what we might think. But, but think about this. Where did this all come from in the first place? Um, the World Health Organization. We're actually following uh, the... That's why if you look around the world, almost every nation is doing the same stuff. They're all going through these shutdowns. And there's still not a, uh, a real global plan, plan, uh, pandemic. I said pandemic. That's, I guess that's more appropriate. But... Uh, there's not a real pandemic in the sense of, you know, uh, half of the population is dying or a third or a fourth or anything like that. But um, so, so anyways, this World Health Organization really is the organization that caused uh, this whole thing to, to, um, to, to spread throughout the, the fear of this virus to spread throughout the nations. I'm not going to go into that more in depth, but uh, the WHO or the World Health Organization. Verse 5, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, now check this out, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, one, flute, two, harp, three, sackput, four, psaltery, five, dulcimer, somebody say it? Six. Six. Remember I said earlier in the beginning we had 60 and we had six. We just needed one more six in here and we'd have our magical number, 666. Uh, here it is. You add the six instruments, and you do have 666 in this story. So it's obviously, um, God's obviously trying to point us to, hey, if you want to learn a little bit more about how this mark of the beast, the image of the beast, will come in, um, go back to the book of Daniel and, and read the details. Um, so he says, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. Again, we're dangerously getting close to that, these, these types of commands. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth uh, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Okay? Now think about that. If you don't go along with the narrative today, um, I, I, I forgot to mention it, but uh, YouTube is actually pulling down videos of anybody questioning the narrative of this uh, pandemic. Um, and they've admitted it. And you know what their reasoning was behind it? Anything that goes against the World Health Organization, the YouTube's uh, CEO came out and said, we're going to pull those videos down. So if we don't submit to the World Health Organization, um, then we are... Uh, if we post a video up that doesn't go online, in, uh, that doesn't fall in line with that, then they're going to take it down. 
Um, and, and the reason, you know, a lot of people say, well, our church can meet online. It can meet virtually. Okay, so if you want to build, if we want to build our churches like that, reliant upon that, what's going to happen when they already do censor what you say? If, you see, when you meet in person, you can say whatever you want. There's no go-between. But if, if you got to rely on internet and technology, somebody can just pull that switch at any time and, and shut, you, shut you down. So it's, um, it's not the same. Okay, uh, let me see here. Uh, I'll, I'll also say this, the burning fiery furnace, hey, at some point in time when we don't submit, uh, maybe even to lesser things, you're, you're kind of being thrown into the furnace, the fiery furnace, the, the, the heat of persecution, if you would. Verse 7, uh, well, they'll say this, hey, if you don't wear a mask out there or if you don't get uh, this uh, um, vaccine, if you don't get this vaccine, you're a murderer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's the, that's the mentality. Hey, you, we might laugh now, but they're going to go that way. I, I, the left will at least go that way. It depends on if people with some common sense will stop that. They would go that way tomorrow. Um, I have people commenting on my Facebook page, YouTube, all the time saying crazy stuff like that, basically, uh, uh, you know, suggesting those types of things that, that we're putting people's lives in danger. Uh, verse 7. Uh, did I read this one yet? I'll read it again if I didn't. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, they're going to make it sound so... They're going to make this kind of seem fun. All the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Okay, so quite the celebration going on here. You have your big United Nations gathering. Everybody's uh, celebrating and worshiping this golden image. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, I guess I, I would think of this as it's almost sort of like a modern day uh, Woodstock happening all over again. Got all the music going, everybody's participating and singing songs like the John Lennon song. Imagine there's a, a no religion, and John could maybe sing that better. Uh, I can't remember all the lyrics, but no religion, we're all one world, and all this wonderful stuff. Um, verse 8, wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near, now check this out, and accused the Jews, or these children of Judah. What are these guys doing? Okay, well first, who... Uh, there were certain, uh, we're going to find out there was four of them that did not bow down to this image of the beast. Only four out of all of these people, only four would not bow. So what we got going on here is the neighbors are reporting those who have not conformed, right? The neighbors. I guess that, that would never happen, right? You see, like, uh, we hear that today. Even our government officials are telling people to report their neighbors if they have 10 or more people over at their house or or whatnot. I think right now, technically, we're not even supposed to have anybody over, right? The earlier guidelines was 10 or more. Now it's no, we're still at a only your family right now. Um, anyways. Oh, there's a police car out there. Oh, just see him. <laughs> That's it. All right, verse 9. Then spake, uh, they spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Okay, they're buttering up the king here. You're, I'm a law, I'm a, I obey the law. Uh, thou, O king, hast made a decree. You made a law that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music 
shall fall down and worship the golden image. So they're reminding the king, hey, you made a decree, right? And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, uh, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are, now they're telling on them, there are certain Jews or certain children of Judah whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, I'm sorry, I think I mentioned four. It was actually just three. Daniel's not in this. I screwed up. Um, this uh, Daniel, uh, we don't exactly know where he was at this time. It's likely he was gone on some other government business um, doing some other things. So anyways, just three children, okay? These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Okay? Uh, o great king, these guys are a bunch of haters. They don't believe in multiculturalism, diversity, and tolerance. Okay? We, we, you know, they don't like the rainbow flag. Um, and we're telling on them right now and because you said that they, everybody must accept, everybody must conform or else. Um, and, uh, and, and you know what? Besides that, King, they don't worship your one world, your great one world government. Okay? Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Now, the king actually liked these guys before. Um, we read about in the, in the prior chapters in the book of Daniel, the king actually liked these guys, but now he's really mad. He, he's hurt. He's like, you know, I really love these guys, and they won't worship this image that, that, I, uh, that, that I'm dedicating here. Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not you serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? You know, I can't help but think of, you guys have been following that, uh, that barber uh, the lady, the hairstylist lady that had the, uh, she got arrested and thrown into jail by that judge. Well, if you watch the video footage of that judge, the judge was like trying to get her to apologize. And, um, and it was, it was, it was eerie. It was like, um, I felt like I was watching one of those movies where, uh, like the Martin Luther, where he was brought before the tribunal and they were saying, bow the knee or else you're dead uh, and recant, repent. Repent of your sins against the government and we'll let you, we'll, we'll, we'll be nice to you. Um, but Nebuchadnezzar here, is, is, the reason I bring this up is he's giving them a chance to repent. He's giving them a chance to say, uh, uh, to change their mind and to worship the false gods. Now, at, at some point, if we're living during these end days, uh, during the end days, um, if we don't submit, they will come to us, somebody will, and say, hey, you got to rethink this, man. Um, you know, we don't want to do this to you. We don't want to arrest you. We don't want to put you in jail. We don't want to behead you or whatever. Um, you just, just submit. Why would, you, why would you resist this wonderful guy up there doing miracles, saving the world from all the pandemics? You know, he's got a vaccine for anything you can imagine. Um, why would you resist that? I mean, you can see how people will think we're nuts, okay, for not going along with that, just like they did here. Um, all right. Verse 15. Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound, now he's giving them the second chance, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, saput, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. 
But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God shall deliver, that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now, I didn't mention it, but if... In the book of Revelation, it says if you take the mark of the beast or you submit to the, to the will of the Antichrist, that the punishment is um, uh, basically uh, hellfire. I mean, it's not something that we can just say, oh, God will just forgive me after that. You do that, and it's likely that there's may not be forgiveness for that for, for you. I don't read it anywhere. I don't see it anywhere. So it's a very serious thing. It could all, all your your entire eternal existence could come down to one decision, and it's related to what we're reading about right here, uh, verse fifteen. Now, if you be ready, that at what did I read that again? Yeah, you read that. Okay, it says you shall be cast. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now, check that. Look at the arrogancy here. Nebuchadnezzar here, the the world ruler, is boasting against God. Uh, we've got, like I said, we've got Governor Walls here. I like to call him Pharaoh Walls. Um, thinks that he's above God. I mean, he thinks that he's above God and he can command the church when it can and cannot open, but yet all these other things are open. Like I said, liquor stores, abortion clinics, and whatever. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Um, so, continuing on. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, now check this, this is how we should answer. O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, they're saying, this isn't even, we're not even worried about this decision. This is the decision, this is the decision we are going to make. Now, you can think of the ego and the pride that Nebuchadnezzar is going to have about the, I, I keep likening this to what's going on today, but look at the governor in Michigan. The people were protesting her and uh, the legislator, um, voted against her and actually is suing her and so forth. But then she went, I believe she went and turned around and then tried to make the decree even worse. You know, like, I'm going to make it. You're going to fight this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really stick it to you now. You know, that type of a thing. Um, verse 17, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Now, I think people... I think throughout the generations, especially this soft, wimpy generation, we've, forgot, we've forgotten what it means to be a Christian. I mean, uh, being a Christian means you're willing to die for the truth if it comes to that, if it be necessary. If not, then you have no business really being a Christian because um, what did Jesus say? If you want to be my disciple, you take up your cross and follow me. Otherwise, you cannot follow um, uh, so everybody has a choice, but the other choice, um, I don't think I'd want that choice. I mean, it's a temporary existence, that other choice. So I'd rather uh, do the right thing. I mean, verse 18, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, we will not bow down to political correctness, multiculturalism, unity and diversity, all this nonsense, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Okay, um, We're not going to bow down. We're not backing down is what they're saying. Um, think about this. Would you, would you have this kind of courage? You're looking at a burning hot fire furnace stoking up over there. You got the world ruler talking to you face to face. Uh, what would you do? 
I mean, right now, I, you know, I feel like uh, I'd, I'd really take a stand against it. But I'm not standing in front of a burning, fiery furnace right now. So I can imagine that'd be a lot harder. Um, because it's either you bow down and worship or the sizzling fire is over there. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the form of his visage, his face, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was uh, wont to be heated. Okay, In other words, seven times hotter than he was going to have it be heated. So he's really, really upset. And it upsets uh, people today when you don't go along with the Antichrist agenda. Verse 20, And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The secret police come out and take them. And to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. 21, These men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and, and uh, their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Again, I can hear it right now. Many Christians, if this was to happen, they'd be crying out saying, this isn't what I signed up for, man. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to go through this. This, this is, I thought Christianity was just about loving everyone, and now you're asking me to do this? No, thank you. Um, but, uh, but you know what? Making a stand like this is real love. Because everybody, without these guys making this stand, everybody just submits. And we're going to find out that these guys, their stand will actually change the world at that time. Um, and, and it was done out of self-sacrifice and love. Not this fake love that just says, I love, I love everybody and you can live however you want, whatever. That's not real love. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astoned or astonished, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Indeed we did. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now think about that. Think of the courage and the faith it would take to get there. And now God protects them anyways. Okay? So when we go into the furnace, uh, if, if we get persecuted by the world for not conforming, um, you know, God's got ways of being there with us to see us through. Okay? It didn't mean that they didn't go into the fiery furnace in the first place. Um, just like it doesn't mean that we won't ever go into a burning fiery furnace in, in a... Uh, figurative sense, at least, uh, of persecution. We will get persecuted. We get persecuted today. So what? God's with us. He's not with them. Okay? Um, and the fire had no power over them. Verse 26. So they're in the fire, and the fire hasn't even done 
a thing to them. Now check this out. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God. Now look at what Nebuchadnezzar did now. Now who is he acknowledging as the Most High God? God. Would he have done that if they bowed down to the image of the beast? Not a chance. Or the image of uh, that Nebuchadnezzar set up. Um, so he says, you, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed, Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. And the princes, the governors, and the captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of the fire that passed on them. Okay? They, you know, they didn't even smell like smoke. You know, this is a story that a lot of children learn in like Sunday school, but rarely is it ever applied to like real life. It's just kind of a cartoon. It's portrayed as like a cartoon. But rarely do we, are people ever apply it to the real life and say, hey, what would you do in that circumstance um, and uh, with what's going on in the world today. Verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed, now check this out, the king of Babylon, this great pagan world ruler, look at what he does here. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed, now check this out, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Now think about this. The, the stand that these three boys made actually changed the law that the king made. I mean, uh, think about that. This proves that God is in control and not any world ruler. Um, and we have to trust, and Nebuchadnezzar realized it. He, I mean, when he saw this miracle, he realized, oh man, I'm not as powerful as I thought I was. There's somebody who can change my laws. Okay? Now, how do we apply this to today? Well, when a king or a ruler, a governor, or anybody else makes an unlawful order and we don't submit, there's a good chance that that law could be changed. In fact, if everybody today... All these small businesses that are going bankrupt right now, if they just open, if they got together and opened their doors at the same time, there's nothing anybody could do. But we just, it takes courage. It takes courage. Some people uh, might try it and fall on the sword, and other people say, oh man, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm just going to comply. Just going to comply. Um, but these, these four guys, they were staring at a fiery furnace, and, uh, or three guys. Uh, they're staring at a fiery furnace and still would not comply. Here, we're, we're, we're worried about getting slapped on the wrist and, and uh, find uh, some money, and we're afraid to stand up for what's right. It's crazy. I mean, it shows the, the cowardice that uh, is taking place in our, in our country. You know, I, I'm pretty passionate about this because, uh, and I know many other veterans are, we took an oath to defend, we didn't take an oath to serve the President of the United States or any government official. When you take an oath to become a soldier for the United States Army, you take that oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. 
Domestic means anybody in your country that's violating the Constitution, you've sworn that you would not obey that. And yet, uh, we've got a lot of veterans that aren't doing anything about it. Um, and uh, they just let this happen. I mean, think about all, all these, these soldiers that have lost buddies over in foreign lands. And yet, we've got a, an invasion happening in our land with somebody violating our rights, and there's hardly a peep. Well, there are some protests going on in other states, but it should be a lot more. It's alarming that it isn't. Um, anyway, so um, I just can't see how anybody could sit back and, and when they, you know, the, concept, the First Amendment, the church has rights under the First Amendment of the Constitution. And the Attorney General even said that in, we don't lose our constitutional rights in, in a state of emergency. That, we don't just forfeit those because uh, it, obviously a government, a corrupt government could keep us in a state of unending emergency and then totally state, take away our rights and our freedom. Um, anyways, verse 29, therefore I make a decree. Now check this out. Not only is the, the king's law now changed, now what is he forced to do? Well, well, this is what he wants to do, I guess. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss or against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Now check this out. Before, I mean, look at the, just because of the stand that these three guys made, uh, you went from everybody having to bow down to an idol. Now the king changes his mind and says, hey, if anybody talks against their God, I'm going to cut you to pieces. I mean, it, look, at, look at the change. So if you think that it doesn't matter, well, I'm just one person, or those are just three guys. It's not going to matter. It's not going to make a difference. I beg to differ. Verse 30, and the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Okay, not, again, not only did he change the law, but now he's actually promoting these guys. Again, making a stand is definitely worth it. Um, all right, I'll just, re I'll just quickly summarize this. The, the time, obviously, we know the time of the, uh, written about in the great book of Revelation, when the image of the beast will be set up, that time will eventually come. We don't know when. could be in our lifetime. It could not be. Uh, but with everything that's going on today, it wouldn't surprise me if it, if, if it did happen in our lifetime. Um, the Antichrist will appear in Jerusalem, claiming to be God, and the world will make that image to him. And most of the world will worship him and will be faced with that um, decision. Will we do it? Or will we... Not Will we decide to go along with what everybody else is doing or will we make a stand even if it means uh, losing, possibly losing our lives? Uh, questions or comments? <clears throat> uh, one thing that's encouraging to me is I was, you know, when I was younger, I would be a little more freaked out about, you know, stuff like that, having to make that decision. And, and uh, being thrown into a furnace and you know like you said how do you know how you would answer how you would deal with it but what's super encouraging is that god is telling us not only do we need to make a stand but that he is with us uh, you know not just in a nice thought right but uh, like physically with us in whatever that situation is
which I don't know, knowing that he's the creator of the universe and, and everything around us and is all powerful, that gives me a lot of comfort to, to be able to think about it. I mean, no, and not be so freaked out by it. <clears throat> right. Because they didn't burn to death. I mean, not to say if people aren't going to die, but, but it's uh, quite possible that by making that decision, you won't die. Maybe he'll do something like he did there or, or something like that. I don't know. I just also think of like kids, younger kids, that whole concept can be kind of scary, you know, the, right. the end times and the, that we're going to have to answer and, and make a, a stand and, and possibly be killed for it. And uh, so it's just encouraging to me that God in this particular situation is saying that he is 100% with you. You're not alone. You're not. You're not just doing it because you're a good soldier. You know, you're doing it because God's with you and you believe it. Right. Yeah. Good point. I feel if we have the Holy Spirit in us, which we are to have once we accept Jesus, that He'll take care of it. We just have to make the decision. He'll speak through us. He'll help right. us through that. We don't have to make that decision. Right. I think it, when you are put in that uh, decision, I don't think it's like a. I think God, the if you're if you've been making a stand in your life already, that the Holy Spirit will empower you to still do it. I think looking at it now, it seems scary, but I looking in 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 the in the past when this has happened to Christians, even in modern days, even in some of these third world countries, uh, I think they have a lot of help, a lot of help from the Holy Spirit to to continue the mission. And I, and I failed to mention this, and I should have mentioned it. Um, you know, a lot of people think, uh, some people think, well, you know, I can compromise now, but when this really comes, you know, I'm going to make a stand then. But, uh, you know, I, I really truly believe if you don't make a stand on the little things and make a, a habit of practicing doing the right things and making a stand when it's appropriate, that when the big time comes, you're just not going to be ready to make a stand. Uh, you're not going to be conditioned. It's kind of like a soldier. I mean, if you send a soldier out to war, with all these advanced weapons, and they've never had basic training or advanced training, they're not going to be able to use those. Um, it's something that has to be a part of you, a part of who you are. Otherwise, I just don't see it happening. You're just not going to miraculously be a superhero at the end and stand against the Antichrist. Now, an example of that would be earlier on in, in this book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 1, the, uh, the three Hebrew children, these three guys, they resisted, it was a small matter, uh, it wasn't a matter of life or death, but they resisted the, the meat that the king was offering to them. Um, and uh, so in other words, they, they had a habit of, do, of choosing the right uh, time to make a stand and when not to um, already. And that's why we have to be in the Bible, to be able to, the Holy Spirit can work through us, otherwise we don't have that comfort and that help. Right. Unless we have his word within us. True, right? The death of the flesh, though, is the beginning of life. Living forever. Right. So if, if you can get that through your head, which is hard for a lot of people, you know, it's, we're just, this is just, we're using this for a while. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Have an eternal perspective rather than a. Right. Yeah. Changes to be 70 years old, though, and say that. <laughs> Other than, you know, our, our little ones and stuff, you know, that's hard for them to grasp. Again, if they get into the Bible and they're with a the family of God, it helps to keep 
putting that into their system. But right. like I said, at 70, you have to grab onto it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to grab it again. <laughs> Anybody else? Seems like there's a lot of things that come in threes, like these three guys, you know. And then uh, wasn't there three that uh, were the burning bush? Or, or, or uh, I mean, there's a lot of similarities of threes, you know, three people. Yeah. But it's only two witnesses at the end of time that get killed and lay in the street for three days, right? That's only two. Right. Yep. Yeah, so never three mind. days. Three didn't. But for three days, yeah. <laughs> but three didn't work for the guys. I guess I never. Mind. You know. Yeah. Well, there is a law in the Bible that says, um, "At the mouth of two or three witnesses, yeah, shall every matter be established." So I guess you could see these were three witnesses for God. Right. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, it all relates. Everything relates. It's so cool. From the old right. to the new. Yeah, that's why I, I always. Seemed like I, I beat that drum all the time about uh, churches not teaching the Old Testament. It's crazy that they don't do that. I mean, it's that's where a lot of the the meat is. Well, and if you avoid, because I've just had this with my friend, if you avoid the Old Testament because Jesus came and it's all about love, you don't want to live in that Old Testament because there's obedience in that Old Testament. Right. Much more obedience in the Old Testament than there is in the New. Laws. The new, it's like Jesus came, he's taken care of everything. I'm just saying, this is what I'm getting from my friends. Right, that's what the... That's... Yeah, love, 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 that's all it is. You know, Jesus came all for love, you, you know what I mean? Love. But I mean, the, the obedience is part <laughs> is like that cross that yeah. you have. That's what I even told my oh, yeah. the other day. It's the Jesus, but he's connected to a sword, right. which is Jesus with obedience right. to the law. So. Yeah. Well, John just said it perfectly. The, really, the message we're hearing in most of our churches today, the when it's when it's just love, 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 and uh, and all that, Good. that's the message of the Antichrist. The Antichrist has already taken over a great majority of our mainstream churches, um, because obviously, when you read, uh, they don't. Uh, I mean, people think, well, the New Testament is when God decided to be nice, and the Old Testament is when yeah. He was really <laughs> vindictive. You know, He really wanted to stick that it to people, funny. but. When you read all of Jesus' teachings, yes, there were times where he was very gentle, forgiving, but there were also times where he was almost more severe, talked more severe there than what many, uh, than many passages in the Old Testament. So really all they're doing is they're not really studying the New Testament. They're just cherry-picking from the New Testament and completely ignoring the Old, and they're creating a false image of what Jesus uh, is and getting people to bow down and worship it. It's really, it's that's really what because it comes it's down easy. to. Come to the big it's church, easy. listen to the band. Yeah. Listen to the, I know, I know. It's a, it's just a routine. It's a, it's a. Boy, do I feel good for a whole afternoon now that I get to go eat, and then later on Monday I'll go to work, and Monday after work I'll go home and just be an idiot again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. As I mean, it's sad, but you know, uh, there were you know these three. Hebrew children here, they, were, uh, they weren't the only children of Judah um, in captivity at that time. There were a lot of people. So you could say that you know, they, they were people who knew God, who weren't pagans, but they didn't make a stand. So it came down to just three out of thousands, maybe, uh, you know, maybe more than that, maybe 100,000. I don't know how many were still left there. I can't remember um, at this time. But they didn't, they didn't make a stand. 
So um, it's really nothing new. There's always only really been a remnant uh, throughout history. And the, and the Bible talks about that all the time. It's never been the mainstream church. It's never, ever been, they've never been correct on anything, ever. Uh, during the Protestant Reformation, maybe there was a little bit more, you know, off when, the, when that break-off happened. But really, the, the, the true church has only been a remnant inside of the, the big church, if you would say, if you want to say it like that. Um, Do you remember seeing that uh, thing where that guy took those other guys down a river so they could sneak into this place where they worship this big white owl? You know what I'm talking about or not? Yeah, it's in uh, California. Yeah, there's a... Um, when you were talking about this statue, I was wondering, you know, and only the elite, they got cops, they got every, you can't get in there unless you're one of the... Yes, yeah, it was a place... For centers, you know? Yeah, for all the, uh, a lot of government, uh, George Bush was there, um, lots of but politicians were there. a statue of an owl. Right. You saw it then, okay. Yep, and they, and they performed a they performed a mock uh, sacrifice there, and some people believe that they, maybe there was actually a real sac. I don't know, but regardless, they were performing some kind of a ritual there, satanic ritual there, and all of our a lot of our government officials were were doing this. Right. I'm trying to remember the name of that place. Uh, there's a name for it. Yeah, who's that guy though that the sneak, that runs around and tries to dig up dirt on people? You know, I can't remember who he is. The guy that well, the one that exposed that one big time was was Alex Jones. Okay, okay, that's right. I can't remember people's names. He was the one that went in with the camera. He he can be a little over the top at times, but I mean he did expose that. I'm trying right. to. Do you remember what that was? That Bohemian the Bohemian Grove, okay. Bo, Bohemian Grove. Yeah, it's what, a, what a weird th thing, you know. Yeah. Worshiping a, a statue of an owl. <laughs> right. Well, a lot yeah, of them. I don't, I don't even know what that lines up with. I mean, yeah. it's always been snakes and. Yeah. Well, all, the owl is uh, ooh, was a symbol ooh. of the. Uh, w H O. Yeah, there you go. W H O. All linked together. Probably, you never know. But the, the owl was a uh, was a symbol of the god Molech. That was the one that they sacrificed their children to. He's it was this big right owl with hands, and they would put the, they'd have a fire. Yeah, <laughs> they'd have a fire burning underneath, and they'd place their babies right onto the metal hands, and the baby would just melt and burn up in the in the hands of uh, Molech, so to speak. Right. Yeah. It's sorry it, I brought up that evil subject there. Yeah. Well, yeah, the abortion clinics really are just modern day temples to Molech. It just they don't have the actual statue out there doing it. Absolutely. But Everything that used to be wrong now is right. Everything that used to be right is wrong. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird. Right. Everything is backwards. Like the world took a flip. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Yeah. I'm hoping that we come out of this and... Uh, you know, things turn around for the better, but um, I see people we don't know. Masks on, I laugh. Sorry. <laughs> I think, well, what are you doing, you nut? You know, I mean, walking to the stores with masks. <laughs> what well, of? yeah, you know, but some people, if they do have health conditions, I wouldn't, yeah. you know. Well, we're talking young. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean. Well, it's really funny is when you see them driving in the car. Yeah, I just said that. that. Yeah. By or themselves. Outside. By themselves, yeah. Outside in the sunlight. Oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Don't whisper to me. Well, did anybody did anybody ever mention that um, the some doctors have come out and said that the quarantines are actually I think you did are actually weakening, weakening our immune yeah, system. I heard one doctor likening it to um, well, so you you lift weights, you're, you're you're putting stress on your body to then build up your muscles, or you exercise. You know, our bodies need to have stress in order to be healthy, right? Um, and the same is with our immune system; it needs to have it needs to be exposed to uh, harmful things to stress it out, so it, it it it's fighting it, and then it's stronger. You know, it's but when everybody's going into this. Mass quarantine is actually weakening our immune systems, and I almost wonder if it's done purposely so that this, so it'll spread even more, you know, come this fall. I think they're really, I think the people that really want the government to control every aspect of our lives are really hoping that this thing really gets bad so that they can justify it and say, see, we told you. Yeah, it's that's coming. exactly what they want. But it's, uh, uh, Oh, that. The other thing is in the worshiping a government, it's worshiping, worshiping the environment. And uh, obviously, Bill Gates, he's a huge proponent and he's got a lot of money and power, but he's all about low, lowering the population, depopulization. Yeah. And I know his name is all over, like the vaccines and things like that. I mean, it just makes perfect sense that. Uh, he you and know, Fauci get, get together. Yeah, getting rid of in. people that are useless, mm -hmm. you know. And this particular virus is, seems to be only killing old people. Yeah. It's funny, most of the politicians and most of these guys are older. Yeah, I don't get yeah. that. Well, yeah. so, <laughs> Bill Gates better look out. Well, they probably got the vaccine. But I don't think but the, the other vaccine, vaccine is going to Yeah, he's probably got the cure, not the... Cause, yeah. This is a wonderful thing in the eyes of environmentalists. The, getting rid of the people. We're the problem. We're the ones that are killing the earth. Right. And well, when you look at part of it. the rivers in, in um, well, Spain or Italy yeah. or whatever, well, you could actually see the fish and everything. Yeah. yeah. And mm. the smog over in China. China. Yeah. And I mean, the river, yeah, the river, you, can, <laughs> you couldn't see nothing, but now you can see yeah, fish and rocks and you can see right up They were saying that the people huh. in China that wear masks wear it because their pollution is so bad they mm -hmm. die without it. Oh. It has really nothing to do with... Oh, yeah. yeah, they're always, yeah. They wear it because of the pollution. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with people being smart <clears throat> and not doing things <clears throat> that are going to make it harmful to live. You know, obviously, if we can filter our, our uh, smokestacks of big factories to help our air be cleaner, obviously uh, we wouldn't want to do that, but yeah. But it's, it's uh, I don't know, I still can't get over the fact that nobody, everybody isn't freaking out about the fact that Bill Gates said that we can, we can depopulate our world by 9% through vaccines, <coughs> was the first thing he said. Either he misspoke, but usually vaccines save lives and keep people living longer, but he said, we hope we could lower the population by 9% through vaccines, through abortions. He, oh. said, he said, you know, women's health, you know, the bit of fancy words they use for the abortion clinics and uh, something else. But the first thing he said was vaccines. He said lower the number of people lower by the vaccines? Population. But look at That's the strange, yeah. I thought, I thought it was... You can, look at, you can hear yeah. it right now. Yeah. Huh. All the side effects from all these things. On the oh, yeah. 
It's like, why would you want to take that? I saw a schedule. Yeah. When we got shots, there was maybe oh. four. Mm -hmm. Maybe polio, tetanus, whatever, four. Now the kids, it was like 20-some vaccines. Yeah. It went from four to 20. And the incidences yeah, of autism have gone up by yes. 800%. Yes. Yeah, there's something going on with that. Yeah. With Alzheimer's, you're 10 times more likely to get Alzheimer's if you get the flu shot one time. 10 well, times more. Well, what about the people actually getting the coronavirus? Yeah. Oh, in oh, Italy, yeah. that's why they say they got <clears throat> hit so hard. It's because their flu shot over there had four different strains <clears throat> of flu virus, <clears throat> one of which had a COVID strain in it. And so they were 36 percent chance higher of getting and dying from COVID if they had got their flu shot this last year. That's and the true. majority of not the, or a lot of them are older, yeah. and they give you those shots when you're in the nursing homes. Yeah. You just get them. Yeah. Oh, I my mom, you don't get to refuse. No, my I said no. I don't want my mom to have a shot. They gave her a shot. She was sick. Mm. She got sick. She never was never sick, and she got sick for two months after having that shot. Yeah. Yeah, and I said no. Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, or I can't remember when we talked about it now, but one of the times we were here, we talked about it. Um, in the Bible, whenever there was a, you know, not a, not a plague, but a contagious disease spreading, um, God commanded that the sick people were quarantined, not the healthy people. But also, um, he also told them to stay away from, the, you know, he had all these different laws about staying away from things that are unclean. But what we do with the what the, the vaccines do is they put that unclean thing right into your body yeah. to try to, um, you know, uh, supposedly help you fight it. So when it, when it comes, but that's totally opposite of what God commanded. He said, you stay away from the unclean thing, stay separate, not put it into you. Now our immune system's different. That's our God given system that he created to uh, combat that. So um, yeah, unclean things might get in, but you're not purposely putting it in there. And then God, you know, it, it's a natural way of a fight. So what they really should be doing is promoting ways that we can strengthen our immune system during outbreaks. And that's all in the Bible. Yeah. Um, like sunlight, getting the vitamin D from the sun, exercise, uh, you know, vitamin C, or you're saying healthy foods. But they don't say anything about no. that. The WHO or the animal. Well, no, they might. They mocked Trump for yeah. for telling about the sunlight. Then they mocked him and made fun of him. And yep. Then that's all been quieted down. <laughs> and that's like, well, most people want something easy too. If you can not put in the work to make sure your immune system's strong, mm -hmm. um, if you can just get somebody can just stick a needle in you and you're good. That's that's a lot easier to to most you know for most people. But when you read what's in there, and it doesn't even work most of the time. And then, and then you're like, why do they put that stuff in there? I mean, even if they have good intentions, why did they ever think mercury aborted, would be a good thing aborted to put in? Aborted, aborted uh, fetal tissue yeah. is used uh, in, in a lot of that stuff. And then stuff. they said old cow blood. Yeah, stuff from pigs and all, I mean, yeah. all, all different kinds of stuff from animals that you're putting into your body. It's, it's bizarre. And then you don't even know, really, if they work. I mean, people say they work because, look, there's not measles anymore. Well, there is still from other places. I don't know. I think way back there's then polio, it was a little different. But... I think even polio, if you look up the numbers on polio, that was a total hoax too. There was like hardly anybody ever got it. It was only, you know, a, the amount of people that actually had symptoms with muscle weakness and paralyzation and all that crap, it was super, 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 super small, like tiny. And then everybody, a whole generation of people get that vaccine 
and it wasn't even a huge, it was the same thing as this. The numbers, if you go back and you look it up and you look up the numbers, it was extremely small, less than 1%. Yeah, so you don't really know if the vaccines are working. Yeah, they're, they're, the things have gone away now, but way back in biblical times, they didn't have vaccines, and those things went away. They don't just keep happening over and over and over to the rest right. of eternity. They eventually go away, your body becomes immune, whatever happens, happens, but... Well, and even if they do work uh, to a certain degree, even even if we say, yeah, okay, they do work some, you know, a little bit, um, that's still ignoring the fact of what else could they be doing harmful to you. Right. So they, yeah, they might prevent you from getting the flu and having a fever one day, but but now, yeah, or if you have Alzheimer's or some cancer, is that worth not having a fever for a couple days? I mean, right. it's 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 really crazy when you think about it. Yeah, I didn't have a spot. I didn't have a spot and uh, yeah, I mean, I a lot of people are thinking: Are we going to get to the point where um, you can't go to places unless you can prove that you've been vaccinated? Yeah, or it's being pushed right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and so they say they're putting that identification in this one that they'll be able to see everything where you are, everything. Well, they want to put a chip in. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. They're already, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're already talking about it. I don't know. We already got a chip. Bill it's called a phone. Yeah. On, a, on a chip already. That right. They're putting it in to help us. Yeah. Well, there's already chip. I mean, like in Wisconsin, I think I heard there was multiple companies. I mean, you can get. A oh yeah, exactly. To, you put your hand buildings. up to the door to get in. Oh yeah. So they're oh, plus the starter dogs putting chips in yeah, dogs, chips so you can lose a dog yeah. and trade. You know, where is he? Stuff like that. It's always, yeah, it's always done in the name of safety. We're going to keep you safe. Like sending yeah. monkeys to space one person, person, it's worth it. Well, yeah. There will be all ways that we can get fake IDs. And fake yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fine. You think, you, you think of our forefathers, uh, you know, when they chanted out, give me liberty or give me death, they were, they were, just, they were just mad about uh, tax on... You know, a high tax, a high right. tax rate that we're we're taxed way more than they are now, than they were back then, and now they're forcing all these things upon us. I mean, if if those same guys lived today, oh man. Well, there's an agenda. I do believe that Satan believes his time is is not much left. Well, each generation yeah. seems and to get a little weaker. He's so. he knows yeah. he has to really push it because that's why I feel went so fast. This went so fast. Yeah, because he knows his time is over. I think God's angry at the whole, um, no, you know, his happy. people. Oh yeah, you know? he's got a right Not to be. Not only the yeah. people that aren't his, but the people that are his. So yeah, and I just think Satan went. Uh oh, I got to work hard now. Because yeah. look at how fast it went. Yeah, I never in my lifetime would have thought. And it doesn't appear to be getting back to normal anytime no. soon. No, and I don't feel it will be in my, you know. And if it was up to the the leftists, they they don't want it to become. They don't want it to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. Well, there, so. like I said, it's Satan. Yeah. <laughs> everything's free. You know what I mean? Satan is free education, free medication, free everything. Yeah, this don't is a socialist dream. It's, it's just deceiving. Well, and I can even find myself crawling into that. Woo! I'm on unemployment. I'm getting this money. I want to go back to work. I'm making more money now than I did before. See how oh, yeah. your mind can... No, because I'm still making the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just, you know, oh, good, we all got $1,200. Everybody's excited, you know. I never really quit. 
but yeah. Satan is really working. Research the turn it upside down. Oh, yeah, six, six. Yep. Right. Hmm. And actually research yeah. monster energy. Monster and beast, Satan, right? Or the Antichrist is involved with the what? monster yeah. energy. Yeah, and it's actually, uh, you can flip it around and it would look like the English 666. Oh, M, you mean? When you well, no, no, that's the no, three. No, yeah, the M. Like, oh. Yeah. It's like a claw, right? But and even if you don't spin it around, it's right, it's the else. Hebrew letter Vav. It's a yeah. six letter in the Hebrew alphabet, so that's six 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 it's right there. Crazy. It is. Yeah. I don't really drink them anyway, so. No, but it, it is affecting people. Oh yeah, it is. It's bad for you. It will. Kidding. Drink it and you'll be like an energetic beast, right? We hope this message was a blessing to you. If so, please like, share, and leave your comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, my friends, stay in his word every single day so that you can be a Christian overcomer. Thank you.